It's Saturday, 1 p.m., and folks, you know exactly what that means. It's time for the elephant in the room here on WJAS 1320 AM. I'm here. I'm your host, Sam DeMarco, joined by my Robin to my Batman, John Schneider, the executive director of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County. We have dazzling Daryl Grandy, the producer, who I always say the man that makes the magic happen. He gets our words to you over these beautiful airways here at WJAS. And I want to tell you, folks, I am so excited today. I'm telling you, this is like a combination birthday, Christmas, all of that all rolled into one for me. And that's because we have our county executive candidate, Joe Rocky, in the studio with us today. And we're going to talk to him a little bit and find out a little bit more about him and help you learn a little bit more about him. Joe, welcome to the show. Sam, thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here with you, and I love the energy that you have. <laughs> you know, yes, I had a couple cup of coffees today. You know, you can tell, right? But no, hey, listen, I'm not, no, Joe, it is great to have you with us, and I think in other shows that we've had, you know, I've mentioned, I've spoken to our listeners, and I've told them that, you know, we're really at a, we're at a critical point here in Allegheny County in regards to leadership. You know, Rich Fitzgerald is the county executive who is in his 12th year, is term limited, so can no longer serve any further. And Rich, together with former County Executive Dan Onorato and former County Executive Jim Roddy, were centrists. You know, they governed from the center, okay? And they basically ran the county so that the county could efficiently operate and serve the citizens, you know, as they expect, okay? And I guess, you know, I, I said a critical point, maybe an inflection point, you know, would have been a better term, okay? And that where do we go from here? You know, what leadership is going to emerge, you know, to take us further into the 21st century here? And, you know, what does that mean for the citizens of Allegheny County? So why don't we start by me asking you a couple questions so that we can tell our listeners a little bit more about just who Joe Rocky is. Joe, who are you? Well, Sam, first off, again, thank you for having me here. I'm excited about the opportunity to, to introduce myself to the county. I'm, I'm not a household name, which is for sure, but I, I do believe I am a Pittsburgh story. I'm a kid who was born on the north side, and I live only five miles from where I grew up. I met my high school sweetheart uh, on the north side, and you know we've raised three children. We have a beautiful family with five grandchildren. We couldn't be more excited. All five of the grandchildren, all three of the families live in Allegheny County. So, you know, we're committed to making sure Allegheny County is the best. Uh, my background is I, you know, I went to North Catholic and then I went to Duquesne University. I had a job throughout all of my life because mm -hmm. you know, we weren't a wealthy family. My father got sick when I was five and, you know, we struggled financially. Uh, my dad was unable to go back to work uh, from the time I was five on. And, you know, that put some real financial challenges into our family. I am an individual who's very familiar with the social safety net. Uh, as an example, my family use uh, food stamps. And I know what it means to go shop with those multicolored, you know, pieces of paper mm -hmm. and and the, the feeling that that gives you as a young man. And by the way, it gives you- As a, do I. My family as well. Yes. It gives you a great drive, right? Mm -hmm. Like yep. you, you, you make a commitment that I'm going to really work hard. And, you know, my family ended up in its situation simply because of my father's health. And, you know, he, he passed on to all of us that, you know, you work hard, you listen to what other people say, you be respectful to other people. And, you know, if you, you get a good education and, you know, I'm fortunate that my father and mother pushed me towards a, a good education and, you know, you work hard while you're getting the education and then you, you move on. And 
you know, I was fortunate. I came out of Duquesne. I got a great job at a Ernst & Young, which many people are going to be familiar mm-hmm. with. It's called EY now. Yep. And, you know, spent 10 years there, uh, ended up at PNC. I've spent 24 years at PNC, culminating in being the chief risk officer of the company, which is an executive level position uh, for a financial institution. And, you know, I'm very happy with my career, but I made the decision that, uh, you know, it's time to go do some things and give back to those around me so others can have the same opportunities that I've had. Now, help our listeners understand what exactly does a chief risk officer do? Well, in banking, fundamentally what a bank does is it it manages risk. You know, as depositors, you give the bank your money. And the last thing you want to do is have the bank lose your money. <laughs> and so, you know, the chief risk officer and his team, right, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a team of, you know, 1,400 people at PNC that do this, uh, you know, really is connected to all of the decisions that are made in the bank and make sure that we're considering risk in an effective manner, that we're not taking undue risk within the decisions that we make, and that we're executing on the promises we've made to our customers. And so it is a function that is growing across uh, all of industry because of things like cybersecurity, um, information and data security, which are all very important. They all fall under the chief risk officer of a bank to make sure that we've done those things properly. The other thing the chief risk officer does is he interacts interacts a great deal with the regulatory environment. And as you know, banking is a regulated industry, so mm-hmm. we have an awful lot of interaction with the OCC and the Federal Reserve. And uh, I'm quite proud of the fact that PNC is a very well-run organization that manages risk really well. Uh, didn't make the job any easier, but uh, it certainly was good to do it at an organization like PNC. No, I, I think I wanted to share that with our listeners because I think being the chief risk officer for one of the largest financial services companies in the country, you know, is a uh, testament to your qualifications as to running an organization such as, you know, an entity such as Allegheny County, which has over 5,500 full-time employees, almost 7,000 when we factor in seasonal, temporary, and all those different things. You know, we have a $3.015 billion you know, budget when you factor in both your operating, your capital, and your grants and, and special funds budget. So, I mean, it is a big operation. And one of the things I want to tell the listeners is when I, when I first met Joe back in mid-December, and we were talking about this, and I was throwing these facts and figures at him. I mean, he wasn't phased. He, I mean, he was calm, cool, you know, calm as a cucumber, just, uh, just sat there and just said, hey, you know, just taking it all in. So this job isn't too big for you, and that's one of the reasons why we're so excited to be talking to you today and to have you here talking to our listeners. Yeah, Sam, I, I don't believe the job is too big for me. I would quickly say I have things to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like any new job, you know, one of the things that I did at PNC was got new jobs on a regular basis up until those last six and a half to seven years where I was the chief risk officer. And what that did was it gave me a chance to move into different parts of the organization, learn those different parts, and manage, you know, at, at one point I managed 7,000 people with our, our retail branch network. So, uh, so at PNC, what I became in many regards was a problem solver. And, you know, when, when the organization had a challenge, uh, it wasn't uncommon for Jim Rohr or, or Bill Demchek to suggest that I could be the one who could step in and, and work with the team that was there and help 
solve or put behind us uh, an opportunity to improve either how we were delivering services or a situation that we had. Um, I also led, uh, from an integration perspective, uh, several of our bank acquisitions. And so when you do that, what that means is you help the customers and the employees of the acquired institution come into PNC systems and technology and into our environment and learn our culture. And so to do that, you, you only can be successful if you're able to work with a lot of people who have very deep discipline in a particular area, but you're helping them understand how to bring it all together and make it all happen on one big day when you convert everything at the same time. So I'll give that as an example of the kind of challenges that I've dealt with in the past. I recognize that the challenges the county has day to day and strategically are going to be different than a bank, but my track record of dealing with challenges is pretty solid. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, you were, we were talking a little bit about some of the things that you've done at the bank, and we're talking about Allegheny County. I know uh, in your launch on Wednesday, you know, many of the media were cornering you over in the room, and one of the things they asked was, what are you going to do about the jail? Okay? And that's, they're asking the question because the jail is in the news lately, but I was struck by your answer. Do you want to share with our listeners how you answered that question? What are you going to do about the jail? Yeah, so I, what I said to, and what I would do is, quite frankly, I would start by listening. I would uh, understand directly from the people managing the jail, the individuals working, the guards in the jail, uh, and, and from the inmates in the jail, those who are there for a temporary basis uh, as they go through the legal process, and make sure I understand at the core what the challenges are at the jail. And then working with all of those groups, understanding what the best way to improve the way the jail is operating, uh, take down some of the noise and the issues that are occurring at the jail. Uh, but it starts with really listening. And I actually think that is the first thing you do anytime you step into a new role. You listen to the people who were there. You look at it through the lens in banking terms, through the eyes of the customer. In Allegheny County terms, in the eyes of the individuals who are actually receiving the service that the county is offering and understand what their needs are, understand what the individuals are who are executing against those needs, who in this case are county employees, and understand what management is thinking. And with all of that information, come up with the best plan and path forward and then making sure you go and get that plan implemented so that the outcomes that you're desiring actually show up. No, and I, I think that's important. And, you know, I think one of the other things is, too, we talk about a lot of the noise coming from the jail, and a lot of that is coming from folks, and, you know, some of it from special interest groups, you know, people who derive their funding, you know, for their organizations, you know, from creating, you know, dissension and publicity and things like that. And you have them here in the Allegheny County area, a number of other areas too we we run into that with air quality you know you have groups like gasp you have groups that put out these you know uh publications claiming that our air quality you know is the worst in the nation and things like that well you know the air quality today is light years better than it was 10 years ago and 10 years ago was light years better than it had been 10 years before that okay <clears throat> but in order for these folks to get donations and to generate dollars they have to make everyone believe that the sky is falling Okay, so that's one of the things we have that happens. And what you said is something that I've always believed. And, you know, I was in business for 30 plus years providing business solutions 
to companies. And I always believe that the first thing you had to do is benchmark where are we today? You have to understand where we are today. Then you understand, you determine where we want to go and where we want to be. Then you build a bridge to get there, you know, but without, to your point, listening, I mean, you, you don't even know where to start. Yeah, Sam, I would add to building the bridge is uh, building consensus on what the bridge needs to look like and where the bridge is going. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the really important things in any effort to improve or change something is to have consensus of everyone involved. And by the way, that includes those individuals in the public who are concerned about a particular mm-hmm. thing, is establishing maybe we do have to lift the bar in a particular area, but agreeing upon how far we can lift the bar at this particular time versus maybe an ideological place of where the bar could be 15 or 20 years from now. and. Mm-hmm. You know, what What makes good execution is realistic objectives that actually can be an implemented um, as opposed to ideology as to what might be the ideal. And by the way, no one would be opposed to the ideal, but you have to walk the path to get to the ideal. You can't always jump from where you are to the full completed state you might want that is 15 or 20 years from now. It's an evolution to get there. By the way, I'm not implying that the jail will take 15 to 20 years to, to improve because it should not do that. But when I, it's more of a global comment of building consensus with those who have an interest in a particular area, but equally making sure we all agree upon how far we can get in a reasonable amount of time. No, you know, absolutely. I, I understood exactly what you were saying. It's one of the challenges I deal with as the chairman of the Republican Party and as an elected official are people want you to be able to get to go from zero to 60 overnight, and you can't, okay? And I try to explain that incremental progress is good as long as we're moving toward that end goal or the state. That's good, okay? And you ask for folks to have patience. Unfortunately, on either the far right you know, or the far left, patience is in short supply, you know? And that's one of the challenges that we'll have here. Now, you, you talked a little bit about your business career. You know, what was the proudest achievement that you had from a business perspective? Well, I, I've had many achievements from a business perspective that I'm I'm proud of. I would say the at PNC, uh, the things that I did that I was most proud of was watching the people who worked around me uh, achieve things that they did not think were possible. And so uh, seeing individuals who uh, you know, you'd put into a role or a responsibility, you know, grow in that responsibility and suddenly blossom into their career taking off in a way that they may not have expected that it could have. And, you know, that's accomplished by, you know, one, caring about the people working around you, uh, two, being open and honest with them about what they need to work mm-hmm. on and do, um, and three, supporting them through their transition. Uh, so I won't sit here and give you names. Uh, if there's anyone from PNC listening, uh, I suspect some of them do know that you know part of their careers uh, was enhanced by the fact that I was involved and and helped them see a future and execute towards that future. And so for me, Sam, it's about touching people. Mm-hmm. You know, the business outcomes are great, and you know I'm proud of a lot of business outcomes. But at the end of the day, you know I'm a people person who cares about the people around me. And, you know, have a passion for seeing people succeed and become what they, they really can become and want to become. And Joe, that's evident. I've talked to a number of people that have worked for and with you at PNC and have had heard nothing 
you know, but glowing comments as to their experience and what they felt about you. And, and I think understanding what you just said, I think that ties in with the theme, you know, of your campaign, as I saw at the launch on Wednesday, where you talked about a new renaissance. You know, you talked about, and, and I, I was a building trades guy. I was a union glazer. So I worked on PPG and I worked on Mellon Center, which was Dravot Center at the time, and then Oxford Center. Well, they were being built. That was Pittsburgh's Renaissance too. <clears throat> but you talked about a new renaissance here. And while we've invested in infrastructure, it's time to invest in people. You know, so when you're talking, you were telling our listeners about your philosophy as it related to or your proudest achievement, you know, in your career is being able to help others grow. Boy, that just, that, that cements that for me, you know, that that's the type of person you are. And I think we're very lucky to have you, you know, as a candidate here for county executive in Allegheny County. Yeah, Sam, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm deeply sincere about it. And as you said, if you talk to others, you'll find that that is uh, who I am at my core, whether it's in the volunteer work I've done over my career uh, or in, uh, you know, my leadership at various mm -hmm. roles at PNC. But let me touch on my views of the Renaissance for just okay. a second, if I can. Absolutely. Um, you know, as I was growing up, I heard certainly about Renaissance One and Renaissance Two, and you know they were designed to big to build big things. You know, we built new buildings, as you just referenced. We built new arenas, um, but we also left many people behind as we were doing that. And I believe what we need in Allegheny County is we need a third Renaissance that's a people Renaissance, a Renaissance about building the people in Allegheny County. And I think we're at the right time to begin that conversation. Uh, you know, we have an awful lot of infrastructure. You can always work on infrastructure, and we will certainly do that over the coming years, uh, you know, build up our infrastructure even further. But we have an opportunity to really focus on the people and making sure we're building a better quality of life for the individuals who live in Allegheny County. And I'll tell you what I fear. Uh, you know, if you look at the country against Allegheny County, a statistic that scares me greatly is the fact that over the course of the last 10 years, employment in the United States has gone up 14%. While here in Allegheny County, we actually have less people working today than we had 10 years ago. And when you have a stagnant economy, you fall behind. And as you fall behind, it's not just jobs. You fall behind in population because, you know, the children of the people working can't find a job, so they move to Charlotte or Atlanta, mm -hmm. right, or Tampa or somewhere outside of Pittsburgh. By the way, all three of those cities are now bigger than us. When I was born, Pittsburgh was the eighth largest metropolitan area in the country. We're now not even in the top 20, right? We're behind places like Tampa. And when I think of Tampa, I think that's where I should go on vacation, not where my grandchildren should grow up, and right. I have to go visit them. Right. And so it's, it's, it's imperative that as a county, we get after improving our economy and creating great family-oriented jobs for people so they can, they can raise their family here, their children can have a future here and not feel like they have to leave to get a good job. And so when I talk about a third renaissance and a, a third renaissance that is a people-focused renaissance, it's preparing us to make sure that we can get the right jobs in Pittsburgh 
and Allegheny County that create the opportunity so people want to stay here. They can have a great life and a great retirement. No, listen, that, that, that's fantastic. That's a great, great idea. It's where we would love to be. For the folks that are listening, uh, Joe, the, the next phase here, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your service from a charitable and philanthropic standpoint because you know, I want folks to know that this isn't just campaign talk from someone trying to win votes. This is talk from somebody who earnestly believes this and has lived his life accordingly, you know, trying to help, you know, others and in service to the community. So tell us a little bit of that. I noticed that you had been on the board of Oakland Catholic previously. Well, so Sam, I've actually been involved in quite a few charities. Uh, I'm, I'm on the board of Little Sisters of the Poor. I'm on Catholic Charities Board. I was on Oakland Catholic's board. I timed out after 10 years on that board. I was on, uh, actually was the the chair of the Ronald McDonald House Board when we moved the two Ronald McDonald Houses on Shady Avenue over to the newly built campus of Children's. Uh, so I was the president of that organization for about 10 years uh, and timed out on that as well. But I'm very proud of the fact that uh, Ronald McDonald House at one point served 24 families a night and now serves over 80 here in Pittsburgh wow. uh, as a result of that move to the new campus and, and great leadership uh, even after I have left the, my involvement. I'm still connected but not uh, mm-hmm. formally involved in the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, involved in the Little Sisters of the Poor, which you know is the best facility in all of Western Pennsylvania for taking care of our elderly in need. And I couldn't be prouder of of what the sisters do and how I help in my own little way to help keep that facility serving those in need who need a place when they reach a point in their life where they can't be living alone. Uh, And so, you know, I'm also involved in St. Joseph's House of Hospitality, which is a, a facility that houses men over the age of 50. There's approximately 60 there. And, you know, but for that place, there's a good chance they would be homeless. And speaking of the homeless, I was involved in the leadership of building the new homeless shelter on 2nd Avenue, which opened uh, back in September. Uh, It was actually my culminating role at PNC was seeing that uh, come out of the ground and begin operation. And so, uh, so, you know, the homeless those the elderly who who need our care i've already mentioned myself leveraging as a child the the services of the social safety net i have seen it through my entire life and you know i will tell you that i believe the county through its health and human services department it is there for people in need it is one of the most important parts of what the allegheny county government does and it's one of the reasons why I'm here today and focused on this. I I believe serving those in need is a critical, important thing. We should never leave anyone behind. And Sam, if I could just say one other thing. Somebody yesterday asked me, so Joe, where did you get this mindset of the the people first and, you know, service to others? And I I attribute my mother and father, uh, you know, we didn't have much as kids, but I can remember my mother, I was probably eight years old, and there was a big snowstorm, and I shoveled the front walk because, of course, that was my job. And, and she came out the door, and she said, you know, two doors up was an, an older woman, lived by herself, and she said, okay, when you're done, get up to Mrs. Zablocki's and shovel hers. And, you know, that mindset of you're there to do for someone else. Mrs. Zablocki, at her age, wasn't going to come out and shovel four or five inches of snow. And so, you know, somebody asked me, where did this come from? And I think it, you know, I was raised— to take care of the people around me. And, you know, I've, I've, 
I said before, that was my focus when I was at PNC, was helping people achieve their best. And, you know, it's, it's my focus in what I do charitably. And I will tell you, as the next Allegheny County executive, my focus will be on the people of Allegheny County, those that are succeeding, those that want to succeed more, and those that are just having a tough time in their life and they need the direct services of Allegheny County. That's what I'm stepping in and focused on doing this job for. Well, that's awesome. And I know we've shared, you and I have had conversations and talked about some of the challenges in Allegheny County. One of them is how do we provide uh, treatment for people's mental health? You know, and folks may, you know, it's easy for people outside to say, hey, well, we need to do something about these folks. Well, we're trying, okay, from a county perspective. We spend about $375 million a year on mental health here in Allegheny County. We touch over 53,000 people, but that doesn't begin to really address the, the, the total need that's out there. You know, more needs to be done, right? So when you look at it, you have a limited amount of resources and you have a growing need. So in order to find the money, I believe we have to broaden the tax base by bringing more people here, getting more people employed, having pe more people build and buy homes you know, in Allegheny County. And we're going to talk about all of that and more in our second segment here after the break. Folks, you're listening to The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. The midterm elections are in the rearview mirror, and now it's time to start finding great school board candidates for 2023. Convince the right candidates to run using the Get Elected app for easy-to-understand voter data and analysis, canvassing tools, and more. Visit getelected.org and show them the path to victory. Get elected. Campaign with confidence. Folks, welcome back to the show here. This is Sam DeMarco, your host on The Elephant in the Room. And here we're, we're here with our guest today, Joe Rocky, candidate for Allegheny County Executive. Now, Joe, in the last segment, we were talking a lot about who Joe Rocky is, where you came from, where you were employed, and some of the service that you've done for the community, charitable boards and trusts that you've sat on. Now, you've just been in this for a couple of days, right? But mm -hmm. you're getting a lot of publicity. People are interviewing you, things like this. But coming into this, you probably had some ideas about what some of the biggest challenges in Allegheny County were, and you may have learned a few more in the next in the last few days. What do you think the biggest challenges facing Allegheny County today are in the ones that you would look to try to tackle, you know, on day one? Well, so... Sam, we talked earlier that, uh, you know, I start with people. And so some of the biggest challenges we have in Allegheny County, uh, the first would be, you know, we have people living in our streets, you know, sleeping under our bridges in tents by the river. And, you know, in many situations, they have found themselves there, you know, by things out of their control. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, my support of Second Avenue Commons, my involvement at St. Joe's House of Hospitality, uh, you know, helping those individuals who are potentially the toughest point in their lives get back on their feet. So how do you do that? Well, there's many services that can be offered, but it starts by engaging with them and, you know, bringing them into a place like a Second Avenue Commons, starting to offer a more broad set of services as Second Avenue does. So you, you mentioned the, the, the mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
if, if an individual needs that, making sure that service is available to them. You mentioned, uh, you know, the dollars that we spend and the number of families that we touch. You know, it's beyond, you know, those individuals that are homeless, but those individuals who need the services of Allegheny County, making sure that those services are as effective and touching as many people as they need will be one of the highest priorities that I have. A second thing that, you know, it goes without saying, and I'll get to the number one thing for the future of Allegheny County, but I'll start with the people side as I did. Um, the second thing is, is we've got to do something about crime. You know, one of the things we need to get the city back rolling is to get the employers to start having the people come back into town. Mm -hmm. And how do you motivate your employees to want to come back to work in downtown when there's shootings occurring at two o'clock in the afternoon on Wood Street. Right. Right. I, and, and, you know, that scares the employees into saying, look, I've worked from home for the last three years. Why do I need to come in now? Right. And so we really need to make sure that we're focused on getting after and supporting the elimination of the crime that is going on. By the way, not just in the city, it's happening all through mm -hmm. the county and it has to be a real priority to us. Those two things are very visible, and if they're not addressed, they will hurt us on what I will tell you, in my opinion, is the number one thing that the county executive has to do, and that is bring good jobs to Allegheny County. And to do that, you have to entice businesses that are here to grow and bring business back and bring new businesses to Allegheny County. Those two other things will stand in the way of it because when an individual is deciding whether they're going to bring their company or the corporation they work, when they come visit us, how we look and know that we're safe is going to matter to them, mm -hmm. not just for them, but for their employees who are asking to come work here and the families of those employees. And so those two things are critical. The number one thing to work on, though, is to grow our economy, to get us back to the point where everyone has an opportunity to have a good paying job and a bright future here in Western Pennsylvania. Well, look, you touched on a number of things and I, I couldn't agree more with growing the economy. I think the current county executive has done a good job in attracting as much business and investment to the region as he can. And I think the facts bear that out in that in 20 of the last 21 years, we have not had a real estate tax increase in Allegheny County. I've been on county council since 2016, and we have not raised the millage rate since then. So from that perspective, the investment that we're bringing to the region, the construction, the buildings, the projects, and things like that have generated sufficient revenue to get to this point. But we're not going to be able to maintain that, you know, forever. And we're certainly going to have to take, you know, bring folks, new folks in. And I think stability in government is also important. I mean, I think... For folks who may not be paying attention, you know, some of the unrest that we had back in 2020 and up until today, you know, on the West Coast, let's use Seattle, for example, <clears throat> the instability in their government, the lack of consistency in the rules and regulations that were being issued by their council caused many of their major employees to move their headquarters. I mean, Amazon moved their headquarters from Seattle. That's just one of a few. Uh, you know, Nike is talking about moving there if they haven't already. So uh, if we want to play or want to participate as a potential destination for these businesses and the jobs and the revenue that they bring, 
we have to present ourselves, you know, as a rational, stable place where we have a skilled workforce, you know, the work ethic. When I, when I, to, to digress here, and when I talk to folks from the oil and gas industry, you know, these companies that came up here as part of the Marcellus Shell Project, they rave about the work ethic of the citizens of the people of Western Pennsylvania, you know? So help me understand. I know that you talked in your uh, launch announcement about uh, workforce development. You know, it's one of those things. But what else would you look to do here? Yeah, so Sam, the, the one thing I would say is, first off, if I can, you started this show talking about the stability of our county leadership, county executive over the last 20 years, from mm-hmm. Jim Roddy to Dan Otterado to now Rich Fitzgerald. And, and I want to echo that. We've had very steady leadership with pragmatic leaders who knew how to implement and move the county forward. And that's what we need next, and that's what I think I am. So when you think about pragmatic, what does that mean? Well, it starts with how are you leveraging what assets you have as a community? You mentioned our workforce. We have a spectacular workforce and an incredible work ethic. And we have a history of making things here. In fact, we were, for all intents and purposes, the manufacturing headquarters of this country for the last century. Mm -hmm. And so we have an opportunity in front of us that given the pandemic, it taught many businesses that having an offshore supply line is dangerous. It prevents them from getting product to market. And so many of those companies right now are looking to onshore key parts of their supply chain. And as you think about where we want them to onshore them, what better place than Western Pennsylvania, than Allegheny County, the place that was originally where these these products were being made before they got offshored over the last 30 years. And so if you look at what we have here, starting with the people and the work ethic, we also have great universities and great trade organizations to help train and prepare people to be successful in those jobs when they come. We also have and have to be willing to use great natural resources, right? So, you know, a lot of folks will say we shouldn't be bringing natural gas out of the ground. And reality is natural gas is the cleanest of all the natural resources. And wouldn't it be better for this world if we were making things with Western Pennsylvania natural gas instead of making them in China with coal-fired plants, right? You know, we talked earlier about moving in steps that are actually going to move us forward, mm-hmm. not just going for, you know, the, the 2050 right. solution. Well, a good thing for the world and for clean and green would be to use natural gas instead of coal. Well, since almost everything in China is coal-based, bringing those things back to western Pennsylvania, where we've got great waterways to move the product. By the way, great water, which is a key resource in many manufacturing activities. You know, just the other day I spoke with Rich. We use less than 50% of the water capacity of this region. Our infrastructure, we could actually leverage twice the water we do today with no infrastructure investments. That is an incredible asset to sell to manufacturers who would come to Western Pennsylvania and rebuild in places where we historically made great things in Western Pennsylvania. So that's a long answer, uh, no, but Sam. It's, but, it's, but it's a great answer, right? Because we have an opportunity here. 
you know, the pandemic laid bare how we are at the mercy of China in regards to our supply chain and how it didn't just disrupt us here, it disrupted the global economy because we couldn't get things made and get things to market, right? When we see that 85% of our antibiotics are manufactured in China, right? I mean, there's just a whole bunch of reasons to bring this stuff back here. But at the end of the day, in order to do so, we have to do so cost effectively. And that starts with having the skilled workforce, you know, and we pay more here in this country than we do or they do in these other countries. But we have the ability if we leverage like energy, low cost natural gas to provide energy, you know, and, and manufacturing is an energy intensive process, but we have the ability to do things here. If government would just get out of the way, you know, and uh, that's one of the frustrating things that from my perspective. Well, Sam, I, th- this next comment I have had as a passion for 30 years. There are only three ways to compete in the world. You either have the smartest with the best innovation, you have the cheapest raw materials, which means natural resources, or you pay the least in wages. In Western Pennsylvania, we have two out of three and don't want the third. Right. We have brilliant universities and great schools to have the best innovation in all the world. We have the natural resources available. I mentioned water, we talked about natural gas. They are here, they are abundant, and they can be leveraged if we are willing to let ourselves leverage them. And if we do those two things, we will have a very meaningful wage. We won't compete with other regions on wages. We'll compete on our natural resources are cheaper than wherever you can get them, Mm -hmm. and we're more innovative, and our workforce is better prepared, and thus it deserves to have a higher wage than somewhere else you could build this particular item. If we stay focused on leveraging the assets of Western Pennsylvania, we will succeed and we will convince companies to come here. Well, I think listening to you here, I think you could be an effective salesperson for this region as you talk to these businesses to try to bring them here. Now, can I just say something? Yes, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, who better to go talk to a company that has operations in California that is sitting questioning where its water is going to come from for the next decade and sitting down with them and saying, hey, come to Western Pennsylvania, then someone who's been an executive in Western Pennsylvania helping lead a company in Western Pennsylvania uh, to be successful. And so I think there is a lot of credibility that comes with that. Working with the other organizations like the, like the conference and the other parts of the economic development team, mm-hmm. but I do think it helps to have someone who has experience running a for-profit organization to help another for-profit company come here. Yep. Now, there's a lot of great things happening in Allegheny County. You know, you have all the technology firms that have been taking and locating here or opening offices out at Bakery Square out in the East Liberty area. You have what's happening out at the airport, which is a crown jewel. I mean, my gosh, they built a microgrid there, you know, which is fueled by natural gas that are drilling out there as well as we have almost 10,000 solar panels. So the actual airport is off the grid, okay? We have the ability, if the power went down, The airport is still able to be in operation, and folks who have ever experienced power outages at airports understands how critical that is. And we have something out there called Neighborhood 91. You know, uh, Pittsburgh has 90 unique neighborhoods, so they call this Neighborhood 91, but the intent is to try to make that the epicenter for additive manufacturing here in the Northeast. You know, Wabtec, you know, another global firm headquartered here, 
as a uh, as as facility out there, as well as others. So we're trying to attract them. So there's a lot of great things happening there. You have the cracker plant right up the road in Beaver, and mm-hmm. we're hoping that we're going to attract businesses that are looking to get closer to where their feedstock comes from. Right? These downstream businesses will look to locate here to provide more jobs and more family sustaining jobs. You know, for Allegheny County residents. So. A lot of great things happening today, but we need to build on those. And we need to take and provide the leadership that gives the people that are here today and looking to come the confidence that Allegheny County is an arrow up and not an arrow down. Sam, I could not agree more with the arrow up, arrow down. We need, we need to have a positive attitude ourselves mm-hmm. about the future of Allegheny County and, and project that in what we're doing and how we're doing it. You know, you mentioned the airport. I'll, I'll compliment Rich uh, Fitzgerald, you know, who's in office today. That is an incredible project. Great leadership from Rich to, to get us to where we are. You know, the benefits of that, not just in terms of all the things you mentioned, you know, we're effectively getting a new airport because we're getting the whole new terminal built mm-hmm. without using taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to start lowering our gate fees, which will hopefully bring more more, more planes to Pittsburgh. Yep. And more planes to Pittsburgh means a couple things. One, it means more jobs for people in Pittsburgh, more of those good, good-paying jobs in Pittsburgh. It also means some of us can fly somewhere without having to fly through Charlotte or Atlanta <laughs> and get more direct flights, which would be a benefit to everybody yes. in the region. Oh, well, let's not forget to mention Christina Casotas, the Absolutely. CEO of the Airport Authority, who is really a visionary and is helping execute. I mean, she's providing the vision, and Rich is providing the tools. You know, And together, made a great team out there and been able to accomplish it. So it's very exciting. It, it, it is incredibly exciting, and it, it demonstrates you know, consensus building and good leadership, how far you can get. Now, hard questions here, okay? In the, you just talked about positive thinking. <clears throat> so in Allegheny County, we have approximately 530,000 registered Democrats, and we have about 263,000 registered Republicans. So it's about a two-to-one advantage. How are you going to take and get Democrats to vote for you to help elect you to be the next Allegheny County executive? Well, let's begin by not forgetting the independents as well. Right. Uh, but I, what I would say, Sam, is... is 134,000. Fastest growing segment there, yes. But, but what I would say is, uh, you know, if someone asked me, Joe, where do you land politically? I would tell you, I'm right in the middle. Uh, my dad was a union Democrat. He built the transformers that brought electricity into all of our homes. And, you know, if you ask me, you know, common sense solutions are what Allegheny County residents want. They want practical common sense solutions that can be implemented, that improve their lives and create a better future for their children. And I believe that the real majority in Allegheny County is the middle. And when I look at you know, where the Democratic Party is headed and, and the candidate base, you know, in many regards, the Democrats are offering two types of candidates. They're either offering individuals who are very far left and live in this world of ideology as opposed to practical solutions which really can get implemented in mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of time to make a difference in people's lives. Or they're career politicians that 
have been in the middle of various aspects of the political machine for, you know, 20 or 30 years and really haven't demonstrated true executive leadership. And what, you know, the title calls for is county executive. It's executive leadership that we need to bring together all of the constituencies to be successful. But in my opinion, the middle, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, or whether you're an independent, the middle is who really is the majority in Allegheny County. And I personally believe it's time for the middle to take back Allegheny County. It's time for all of us in the middle to join together and implement common sense solutions which can actually cause an outcome in a reasonable amount of time while we move towards bigger, bolder objectives, you know, over a 20-year period. And so I think it's possible, you know, as I said, you know, I grew up on the north side. I grew up in some very difficult financial situations. Uh, I think you, pe- you put people first. If you listen to people, if you listen to what their needs are, they're going to tell you. They want good-paying jobs. They want safe streets. They want to make sure that those in need are taken care of. Uh, they want to know that they have an opportunity to have a brighter future. But if they happen to stumble, there'll be services there to take care of them if they happen to be the one. Um, you know, if, 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 they're, if they're elderly or, or they're heading towards a situation where they have an elderly parent, they want to know there's a good place for that person to go. As, as Sam, you certainly know, the Kane Regional System mm-hmm. is a big part of Allegheny County's responsibility. You know, my experience with the Little Sisters, I've seen what it means to run a great organization. And, you know, Kane is there to support people. They want to know that someone who cares about them and can see things through the lens of their challenges is the person trying to help make their life better. And that's what I think I am. Well, you certainly have gone a long way toward helping educate our listeners on who Joe Rocky is today. Now, Joe, for any of our listeners that are listening to this and saying, you know what, I like what I'm hearing, okay, and I want to help this guy you know, in his endeavor to become the next county executive. If they want to help Joe Rocky, how do they go about doing so? Well, Sam, the easiest thing to do is to go to voterocky.com. And let me spell it. It's R-O-C-K-E-Y. I only spell it. I know it's an easy word to spell, but a lot of people will skip the E. So it's R-O-C-K-E-Y, voterocky.com. There you can, you know, learn a little bit more about me and about my background and about what I care about and what I'm trying to do. Uh, you can offer support. You can reach out to me if you wish. Uh, you know, Both email and voicemail are there. If you, if you want to leave me a message, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and I'd love your support. And if there's something here I'm saying that resonates with you, I'd love for you to get behind. If there's something here I'm saying that you say, boy, I think you've missed the boat. You know, one of the other things about my career, and I started off saying here, what would I do at the jail? I'd listen. I'll listen to you. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me where I might be missing the mark on something that matters to you as a resident of Allegheny County, and you think that the county executive should be focused on it. So again, voterocky.com. You can get access to me, get access to information, and provide support if you'd like to. No, that's great, Joe. And I think you should be prepared for the delusion calls you're probably going to get, okay? But hey, you know, that's the best way just to listen to the folks and understand, you know, what issues are you know, up, uppermost in their minds, you know, and concerning them and their families. Now, you know, I'd ask you the hard question. I challenge you and said, hey, you know, how are you going to win? 
with a registration disadvantage. But, you know, a mutual friend of ours pointed out the other day, uh, Mike Devaney, that, uh, you know, in, in 1999, Jim Roddy won this race to be the first uh, county executive. And in 2010, uh, Tom Corbett, you know, won Allegheny County in the governor's race running against Dan Honorado at the time was a county executive. And at both of those times, the number of Democrats was more and the number of Republicans less than they are today. So I think the opportunity is certainly there if the message is the right message. And it's speaking to people. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think that folks are tired of the bombast. They're tired of the impasse. They're tired of the fighting. You know, uh, the 24 by 7 news cycle, I think, has helped contribute to a lot of this because they're all looking to drive ratings. So they do so by creating this, these fights and these angst. But I think really people really want to go back to just running their, you know, their lives. They want to go back to raising their families, you know, worrying about their work, their employment, what's their kids' schools or athletic activities, the things that are important to them and not so much about all this other stuff. I mean, they, it's bad enough. They have to go through this, these, this bombarge, uh, a barrage of uh, television commercials every election season, right? <clears throat> but it seems like it never stops. You know, I, I long for the day when we used to elect people and then go about our lives feeling confident that they were going to take and manage what we had elected them to do, whether it be at the local, municipal, state, or federal level, right? Um, so I think there is an appetite out there for folks who are just looking to serve the people and aren't in it for themselves. And, you know, as your business career indicated, you know, if you were still a bit, this would certainly be a pay cut, you know? Yeah, well, well Sam, I, you know, just to add to the things you're saying, I believe that it doesn't matter, again, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent, you want results. You, mm-hmm. you want your county to operate without all this noise that comes out of Washington. You want your county to operate in an effective interaction. You want people to demonstrate that they are working for you, not arguing to make a political point just so they look good on the nightly news. And that's what you're going to get with Joe. I mean, this isn't about me creating a name for myself. I have one, right? This isn't about me building on a legacy. I have had a great career. This is about me focusing on people and helping people have a better life in the county where I was raised, where I've seen what it means to grow up in a difficult situation, but yet see a path to success because of working hard and because of, because of what was around me to support me. And I think the county and what the county services offer are here to support the people of Allegheny County, and we can make that great for them. Well, folks, you're hearing it direct from Joe Rocky, candidate for Allegheny County Executive. And Joe just said a little bit earlier, if you want to help Joe, go to Vote Rocky, that's vote, R-O-C-K-E-Y dot com, and you can sign up there and uh, or leave you know a message. Uh, and if you want to get involved with the Republican Party here in Allegheny County, please don't hesitate to reach out. Go to Allegheny.gop, that's Allegheny.gop where you can take and leave a comments, you can volunteer, you can sign up, or you can just send me some of the fan mail that I get occasionally. You know, either way, we read everything that comes in. And folks, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank you all for listening to our candidate for Allegheny County Executive Joe Rocky. And until next week, 
This is your host, Sam DeMarco, signing off from the elephant in the room on WJAS 1320 AM.